Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a very special treat for you. We have the Boyos back with us with another episode of American Honesty. We got my brother, Andrew Hoffman, and we got with us also Jake Bible. Now, these are two of our most regular guests, or the people that some of the people that I like talking to the most, but we'd all kind of gotten burnt out on these American Honesty segments with all the political stuff, which we've kind of talked about before. So the three of us sat down for dinner and drinks a couple weeks ago, and I was like, dudes, we've got to sit down and record an episode. It has been way too fucking long. We need to sit down and do this. But all of us were kind of, again, more burnt out from the politics and say, okay, well, let's just not talk all about politics. So, of course, what did we talk about? Fucking politics. <laughs> and some of it had to be talked about. There's things that I needed to get off my chest. Uh, there was things that Andrew and Jake wanted to say as well. Uh, but that's definitely not most of the episode. Most of the episode, we started talking about maybe more just like accountability in life and trying to how to pursue things forward and push things forward and maybe be better versions of ourselves. I know all of us are kind of in journeys right now. Uh, I know I'm struggling personally. I think Andrew is feeling a little bit of the struggle as well. And Jake seems to be doing really well with his personal journeys and trying to make himself a, a better person and to do the right things. And, and as, as we've all kind of talked about, is like kind of getting back to basics and just doing the simple things and moving ourselves forward. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We had a great time. You know, it, definitely, it definitely is a blast to sit down with these two boyos and i always look forward to these episodes so please without any further ado sit back strap in and enjoy our conversation Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast I'm your host Matt Hess and today we have a very special episode another episode of American Honesty. It's been a long time, and for these episodes, I always have my co-host, my brother, Andrew Hoffman. Hello there. And Mr. Jake Bible. Hey, hey. So it's been a long time since the three of us sat down and did a podcast, because, well, we all got a little bit burnt out on the political side of things. Uh, and normally, we would get together and kind of talk about the political side of things. That was kind of the idea of these segments, but now I think... Uh, we're just going to get together, the three of us, and bullshit and have a good time, and we're going to kind of see where things go. So I know that uh, Jake has been out of the country recently for work, so he doesn't know a whole lot about what's going on with politics. I've not been following politics. Everybody in the world hates Joe Biden. I know that. Oh, that's, that's not <laughs> Italy and Switzerland don't like <laughs> no, Not that difficult. Uh, it's like, I'm not big into politics right now. I don't really yeah. know what's going on. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you've been following politics on the tweeters now that uh, Elon Musk lets you back on. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, was, <clears throat> I never stopped lurking. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was there. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know it just was. I, I feel dumb. I feel bad now because, like, I'm legit, legit, like reading headlines, and I'm like, I don't even care to even look into this. Like all everything that's going on with like the banking system collapse, right? Which God knows by the time this podcast go, comes out, where it'll be by then. But 
I'm just like I don't even want to like. I'm not even sure what's happening. Is there are there banks that are going under? It's I mean some people are saying we, this could be like the mother of all financial crises. Yeah, but I, I keep seeing videos on the YouTubes that keep like popping up in my um, feed or whatever it is, talking about how all these uh, like uh, Warren Buffetts of the world and these investors sure, yeah. are like, oh my god, well, like the impending doom is coming. Buy gold and silver, and it's like okay. I understand, like, there's going to be a recession that's going to happen from all the downtime with all the uh, the tyranny and the lockdowns and all the bullshit that's been going on. Uh, obviously, the, the markets have not recovered well, from any of all this, those things. Just so you, I mean, this is actually, these are actually like bank collapses. No, 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 I get okay, it. Like, yeah. and, I, and I know that there's going to be tons of problems with the economy and like, the workforce is still struggling. And no matter where you go, like, the service is fucking horrendous right now because they can't hire anybody. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Because uh, it it just doesn't make any sense in my mind, and then you hear of like again all these people like oh the stock market's gonna stock market's gonna crash, and this is where you can make gajillions of dollars by investing and blah 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 and all these kind of things. And it's like well, I understand that in a down economy you still want to be investing in the stock market with your four hundred one ks and your IRAs and those kind of things because the, again like it should bounce back in a, n- a number of years it should work its way back up. That's usually how the market works, but. I've not heard anything about banks like collapsing or going out of business or stealing people's money or anything like that. Yeah, is that is that what's going on? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I guess the, the stealing people's money would be, I guess, how you would phrase it. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess I don't know legally if that's going to be determined or not, but um, yeah. So yeah, these these bank this this one's out, and I think the one the big one is like Silicon Valley Bank out in like San Francisco area. So yeah, basically it's just people that I, I think I you know, where the average depositor had roughly two to three million in there, you know, being a pretty obviously in San Francisco that's it's not the un- valley. Yeah. That's not unusual. But these you know, these depositors are only secured up to um what I think federally know, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred and fifty I believe it is now is the FDIC, I think. And so obviously that that's creating a huge issue and then there's, you know, Things coming out about bonuses that were paid out and stuff before all this became public. And, oh, from the bank. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's amazing how, how that goes. always works out. Shady business. But the, I guess my point of bringing that up was like, this is something that a while ago would have greatly interested me and I would have read everything about it. And it's like, I, I can't even bring myself like, no, I, I don't even want to look into it. Like, I, I completely. If the banks collapse, fuck it. What am I going to do? What am I going to do about it? I'm going to sit here like everybody else and get fucked. So, I mean,. Whatever. No, what I'm, difference does it make if I read about it or not? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm and I know with that's, you a shit, that, that's a shitty no, but perspective, it, but that's just how I feel right now. But I think I think that's just kind of how it goes. Like I know, like Jake and I, you and I talked about this last time. We sat down for a podcast. We're like uh, talking about your political burnout. It's like yeah. there's only so much that you can pay attention until you're just like, okay, I need a fucking break. Like, oh my god, I can't handle this anymore. And like, I, I know that I told, I think I told you this. I don't know if I told you this, Andrew. Um, it's like. Last uh, last time the election cycle came around, I was like reading into the the candidates and what was going on and who was there, and it was mostly like public offices and stuff. I don't think it was any uh, like senators or anything like that, any, any kind of like big um, place or what would you call that uh, candidates that you were voting for. Uh, it was just more like the local stuff or what have you. And I was like looking into it, and I was like, I was so disgusted because it's like. I got a shitty option on the right, and I got a shitty option on the left. And I'm like, where's the fucking good option that's actually good for me and good for America? <laughs> Never there. And, and I got I got so frustrated, like I didn't even go vote. And I've always been a big proponent of like, hey, you need to do your due diligence. You need to go and vote. You need to 
vote for who you think is best, even though it may not be who you see on the ballot. Because obviously in the last presidential election, I didn't vote for either of those two fuckheads because like, I thought they were both bad for the country. You know, so I wrote in Tulsi Gabbard because I thought that she was our best option who was running. Mm-hmm. You know, but Definitely the hottest candidate, too. You know? I, I think she's the most reasonable. She's I mean, a pretty lady. I sh- she's a person I wouldn't <laughs> mind being in charge. Yeah, she like, was reasonably hot. Yeah. <laughs> reasonably. <laughs> yeah, but you listen to her talk, though, and it was that that's the same, like, the even if you didn't like well, her or Ben Carson, when you hear talking about the American people down the middle, not so far this way or that way. You might have a lean this way or that way, but you talk more middle like them and you talk about bringing us together and you talk about the people like we want a person well, like that for it. our country so then <laughs> i guess so what we're talking about then which was interesting because i was thinking about it when, when matt was talking is what makes a candidate good or bad you know what i'm saying so listen, someone who cares about the country so so yeah listening oh, yeah. to what you just said about about tulsi gabbard i'm saying okay so if, if a person is it is it relatability is it what they choose to talk about? It's not just going up there and spouting the bullshit and then giving a line like every candidate does. Where you're like, well, you're definitely a Republican, you're definitely a Democrat, or you're definitely conservative or liberal. You just do the blah, 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 blah. And then when you get elected, you just don't follow any of that. It's the people that actually act like they give a shit. Even if you act like you give a shit, you'll get more votes. And you get that show where we want you to unite the country and whatever else. But, like, we're so damn, what? extreme with everybody in their politics now we were just talking about this this morning when i dropped my nephew off one of our friends just had a baby she's blocked me on Facebook and whatever else good friends of my mom good friends of my brother whatever asking me if i saw this 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 like i didn't know they had a kid i know her brother-in-law he's a very good friend of mine i didn't know they were pregnant i didn't know they had a child i don't see her unless it's on Facebook or somewhere out in public and i didn't know anything was going on in her life because she doesn't want anything to do with me because of my politics. I'm like, I don't even post shit about politics on Facebook anymore. She just, she doesn't like the comments that I would make when she would post stupid shit. I'm like, well, you're, you're posting <laughs> it publicly on a social media site. <laughs> just stop posting stupid right, bullshit. Right. I won't have to say anything. But she said, I can't even, she told me, I can't even deal with your take on these because it is so far away from how I feel because she is so far left on stuff. That my middle take on something she can't handle when it's like well, that's not what everybody moderately feels. Well, that just sounds like a weak-minded person because obviously you should be surrounding yourself with people who have differing opinions than what you do to challenge those things. And so many people are just stuck in their echo chambers. But, I mean, but we've, we've talked about that a forever. million, I mean, million freaking times. Yeah. That's what I mean. But the fact that it just came up this morning, literally, mom asking you, did you know she had her baby? I'm like, no, I, I. That's what Facebook's great for is keeping in touch with family and friends. But I mean, if you don't. If your friend blocks you because she can't handle your takes on something, on something she publicly well, that's, posts. Well, that's their choice. Right. But, I mean, as as the adult in this part of the conversation, I would say, right. like, just reach out to her and say, congratulations. Right. I'm happy for I, you. I will and I with, have. Be yeah. done with it. You know, just, but just that's move on. it. Yeah. There's no politics involved in that, talking to your friend or whatever. But it's like, even a picture with friends or very good friends or whatever else, or, like, I get it. But also, they're not going to send a picture to every fucking person that they're friends with yeah. and say, I, here's I my know. baby. I mean, like. I mean, but getting back to what Andrew was kind of talking about, like what what makes a candidate good for the the country, in my opinion, you know, is somebody who's who's not just out there spouting, you know, a bunch of bullshit to just get elected, who they don't even really believe in it, and as soon as they get in the office, they're going to do the, ex- the exact opposite of those kind of things. Like that, that to me is yeah, but isn't that something though that candidate. we don't we can't know that though until they would get into office? But you can look, especially the ones who are like running for these bigger offices, like president, you can look at their past. 
and you can say, okay, look, what have they voted yeah. on in the past? What, what have they been doing? But also, are, are they are they working with people on both sides? Because I, yeah. I remember Tulsi Gabbard doing a podcast. It was probably on Joe Rogan, uh, talking about how she would get into trouble for like going and talking to Republicans. It was like. Because, like, okay, what, what are we talking about? Like, we're here to all work together for the American people. Right. Well, Why am I going to get in trouble with my party because by one, going and talking with other humans? Like, like people that I know that are in this personally, family of mine that are involved in this stuff, once you get past a certain level in the government stuff, it's like it's only team white or team black. That's it. Team red or team blue. There is no... Like, white or black may be a bad choice of words there. Okay, but, I mean, red, blue, whatever you want to say, conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Once you get past a certain level, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. If you're past, like, peon guy that's doing the actual work and whatever else, helping out, making the phone calls, running around, doing whatever. Once you get past a certain point where you're just, like, face of senator, celebrity, whatever, you vote on stuff, <sighs> you better vote this way or that way or they don't want shit to do with you, like yeah. she said. I mean, and it's like that's horrible, but we all know that. Yeah. If you Tulsi's a perfect example of of kind of like what you said, Jake, because if you look at the biggest stars on each side of the spectrum, like who get the most engagement from each side, it's the most divisive ones. You know, you look at people like AOC and, and stuff like that on the on the on the um, on the left, and then people like you know Jim Jordan, Dan Crenshaw, Ted Cruz, and stuff like that on the right. Like they get the most engagement right. from their parties, and they get the most hate from the other side in the replies. So, you know, that's. The divisiveness drives the popularity in that case. Now you have somebody like Tulsi, right? Mm-hmm. So where, like Matt said, now it's more Republican people coming over and being like, hey, I like her. And more Democrat people being like, hey, she's not a Democrat. She's a fucking, you know, I don't know, Russian. She's a, reason- she's a reasonable person. We yeah, fucking right. hate her. Well, here, but let me, let me f- say though. So here you have Tulsi now who is now, you know, was a Democrat, is a Democrat. I don't know how she defines herself now, but – um. I, now, think, I think she would say she would define herself as Team America. Yeah. Well, non, now you've got non-political. Now you've got ninety-five percent of her old party, the Democratic Party, that yeah. doesn't want anything to do with her. And now you've got maybe eh, I don't know twenty percent of Republicans that that are into her yeah. that would vote for her. You know. So now she has nothing. So now yeah. she has no base at all. So she's proven herself irrelevant by doing things. Maybe we can agree. Maybe the way we would like to see them done more. I don't know, congenial or relatable. I'm not sure what the right word it, is. It's basics. But of you can being see where it's human. got yeah, but look where it got her. It's got right. her now where she has no base. But but that's what I and mean. And she'll be out of politics, you know, in a matter of years. I'm not taking I, I think she already technically is. Yeah, right? that's what is I mean. That's already? why I said oh, non political because yeah, she talks about she don't she don't even want to be oh, I didn't, I honestly she, didn't know that. She was so yeah. burnt out by everything. She she thinks yeah. she can do more good well, yeah, out she, of politics. And she knew she didn't have the vote anymore because she had no she had no Democratic. But that's well, exact- yeah, her, her party wasn't backing her and no. she wasn't going to get enough And that's exactly what, what Matt just said, do more good. That's the basics like I've talked about before. And I'm not taking credit for saying this because other people have said this long before me, but being a good human, that is, in politics, you can't do that. Because if you do that and you go off of morals and being a good human... If you're not team red or blue, they don't want anything to do with you. At, at the moment, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think a complete overhaul needs to happen at this point. But when but the hell is that going to happen? Realistically, it's only going to happen in a dictatorship at this point. Uh, I don't see it happening because the people who are in power aren't going to vote themselves out of power. 
In my opinion, the only way to change this is going to be term limits. We got to get rid of all these old fucks. That but are there. when the fuck is that going to happen? That's what I mean. Like it's right. only going to happen with a dictatorship. Like if someone comes in and takes over. That's the only way it's going to happen. But but so that's what I mean. Like, where, where's our William Wallace? Like that, that's what we need right now. <laughs> <laughs> so doing a, we're doing a great job at not talking politics. <laughs> I know, but, but I mean, this is great. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But well, out well, I mean, it's not even it's not even talking politics all the way. But if it is like literally not not like current events in politics, it is just based. Basics of basic shit that just, again, it can be solved with simplicity and basics, but we ain't going to do that. Yeah, so. well, all right. Well, I, I let's, uh, I want to, I want to talk about some more politics before we move on, Andrew. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you know, we, I know, I know. I had to I laugh know. about it. I know. It's, it's funny. I knew what was going on here. <laughs> we, we all knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts on Trump saying he's going to run again for office? Uh, at this point, we're what? Another year, two years out from the election? Where, where, where are we at? Is it 20, I'll, I'll is it start. I'll start. Yeah. Do we have a cricket sound effect? Because that's I, I. I don't do sound effects on Damn here. It. I mean, Damn I. It. I have the ability to. I just don't have the. That's my take on the, it. The that's knowledge or the uh, will how like to want that's to be able. All to I put know that about it, there. and that's all I have to say on it. So hit the cricket button. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> sound <laughs> yeah. effect, sound effect. Okay, Andrew, your turn. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, I need you. Stop <laughs> editing for Darren and come help me. I mean, um, yeah, I think he's. <laughs> I, I I think that he's destroying the the chance for the republicans to win an election in any for, in the foreseeable future i mean i am we're pretty I am, much two we have two parties there's two parties now i am more worried about this next election than i was the last and i and i thought the last election would be the end of our country um so i i i don't see this ending well i don't know what to think i think that trump needs to ride off in the sunset and go off and just fuck off because i don't ever want to see him again um, what if he I'll, what if he runs and loses like and just if if he and, if and it has to go into like a recount and all that if he doesn't <laughs> lose like the or what would you call that the uh, what's what's it when you get the bid from like the Republican Party you the get fr- the the nomination there, if yeah. he if he doesn't lose a Republican nomination like I think I'll lose all hope for this country because obviously I personally think that he was a horrific president. He's not the kind of person I want to see in charge of anything. He's not the kind of person that I would trust with my money or my business. Like, he's not the kind of person that I want is the head well, of the country. He, now, granted, we've obviously got an old senile guy, and everyone's just denying it, which is ludicrous. And to think that he's going to run again, it's like, I don't know how he's still fucking alive. Like, whatever they're pumping him full of with, with these drugs, like, I fucking want some. Because yeah, I, it's I don't amazing. see him running again, but I think Trump – See, Trump doesn't have to win the nomination to blow everything up because if DeSantis wins the the, the nomination, it's just it's going to be following weeks of Trump trying to bury him publicly. So it's going to be like now, how who how many people now are going to be like, I'm not voting for DeSantis because I'm a Trump guy and look at everything Trump said about him. So you can have Joe Biden, you know, and just sit it out. The, so that's what I'm saying. Like now you've you've divided the Republican Party into into almost two separate parties here. But that's what happens every you've time. You've got your MAGA yeah. and your Ben, ben Carson and, and Trump was the same thing. When Ron, Ron so Paul many when people, he ran, right? So many thing. people wanted the guy that talked about the American people, we and us, and whatever else, not me, 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 whatever, and was the big ass celebrity face. Yeah, because for Trump, it's all about his fucking ego. It's all damn celebrity politics now. That's all it is. It's ridiculous. And the fact that if nobody believes that, look at the last two years. It doesn't matter what is said, who gives the bullshit in the White House that answers the news and whatever else. What what kind of yeah. dumb shit extreme to a certain 
clusterfuckery, ha-ha, what-the-fuck America comment that the president of the United States can say the entire world is laughing at us. I've been in other places in the world the last two months. I know, like, the jokes that come at, well, if we didn't call you a stupid American before, what the fuck? Like, we're just like, nah, well, nah. You know, we wanted that well, guy over I've, the asshole that's orange. Like, I've met a lot of Americans. I, I can confirm they're pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, Clearly. Like, and I, yeah, like, honestly, I, I'm agreeing. First of all, I don't really care what an Italian person thinks about me as an American, but I I probably would also agree with their opinion. Of it, it's not it's not caring about you because they have this general perception of the guy that we have in charge of our thing is how our entire country is. So when yeah, they look at stuff, it's, it's that's what they close. think yeah. because that's what they know. They only get if you watch the news over in Europe so and other countries. Sure. (laughs) Italy's more conservative than you think. And again, we went through this a lot. But with all the guys we're talking to, they only have a perception of how America is because of what they see on the TV, just like everybody here and whatever else. Even watching the news or like this story comes up and we talk about it in the shop while we're over there. And like, no, guys, I live in Ohio. That's not what's going on. Like, did you hear about the train derailment and all that? They're like, what's that? Oh, just toxins and shit floating around in our state and whatever else around Northeast Ohio where we live. And, like, no. I'm like, yeah, well, because you don't live there. You don't know about it. Like, all you see is the shit they show you on TV. Yeah, the stuff that sells, you know. So if it bleeds, it leads, right? Yeah. So, like, all this stuff and perceptions of us or whatever else, it's like, it's, shit's just all different. It's not. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so afraid for this next election because, like, obviously, like, Biden is not capable of running this country. He's not running it now. I mean, he's just a figurehead, obviously. Did you ever think you know? growing up and watching, even just as younger guys seeing through high school or whatever else, like the stuff that presidential things that were said, even up to Obama or whoever else, the presidential stuff that was said, you'd ever have a jackass say shit like Biden does now or Trump? They both have said dumb shit in the last few years. And well, it's I like- mean, I, I think I think Joe Rogan like kind of put this one perfectly. He's like Trump. You know, tweets like a like a coked up stripper. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. this is not good for the country. Biden you know? talks like a coked up stripper. Well, right? but he, and he's he's in dementia. I mean, you you almost right. can't blame him. He's just not fit for the job. I mean, he needs to go away. But I'm saying the fact that it's even physically possible because we'll, we'll either are voting or we don't vote or our system's not rigged or it is rigged or whatever. Like, what the fuck is real? Is it really votes count or do they not matter? Goddamn thing. Seriously. Like, this is a joke upon jokes upon jokes, and everybody can see it, including people who voted for the guy that are like, what the hell did I do? Well, Jake, I'm not going to go so far as to say that there's a, a shadow organization that's going to... Conf- I didn't say that. But but I, I know you didn't say that. <laughs> I wasn't that. insinuating no, that. I know like, that. I know that. And But like, I'm, I'm, I'll insinuate it a little bit in the sense, <laughs> in the sense that, look, do our... Does, do our votes count? Like, are we the people actually choosing what's going on? Honestly, I don't. I don't know. After the last two years, I, dude, I can't tell you that would surprise me. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna play. I'll play the game. I'll play along. I'll cast my vote. I'm not. But you know, it's like I know as I'm doing it. I know I'm just playing the game. You know, I mean, I know that the only the only my only value to society is to work, produce in the economy. And then hopefully die without piling up too many medical bills, you know. So it's like there's no. There, I'm not delusional about like you know these some of these people that are literally like proud to vote or feel like they're any type of activist. I I don't know. I, like Medina Square I should, where the guys I should holding not, up the well, look, homo, homo sex is sin, and then the two guys holding hands across the street screaming at him. That was fun. 
That's Sorry. the thing is, and that's <laughs> that's why just and I, I I can't like discredit activism on a whole because I know that like activism has achieved things in the past. Presently, I don't know. Am I just blind? I haven't seen it. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't I haven't seen it. I, it feels like the the people that are the most activisty have the most people that that would like to see them wiped out you know as an organization not as like a as a because the loudest aren't always the smartest and the ones that are squawking and crying and yelling the ones barking like the loudest are never the smartest again i mean the smartest person in the room doesn't usually talk usually they're the ones sitting back laughing at everybody yeah Yeah. like you guys are all fucking stupid yes I mean, the ones who are yelling and screaming, they're all retarded. Yelling and screaming, right. Yeah, exactly. You can be loud and talk about stuff and get your point across, but actually know what the hell you're talking about, but not screaming like an insane lunatic. And like, you're just fucking babbling. It's just you're not even look at just look at things on a on a larger scale. Look at look at the trend of of time over the just in our lifetime with the last four decades. Dude, the, the just, last six years of my life. Well, I'm just saying. We've been you, laughing at the orange guy to the point where we're on the edge of the bed laughing and grabbing our stomach. And then once the other idiot got elected, that's just, quote unquote, no, we yeah. fell off the fucking bed, peed our pants, and threw up laughing so hard. What the fuck's going on? But the, the funny part about all that is that's it, that's just a springboard to what's coming. But, you know, and it's... Well, wait, wait, hold on. What, what do you mean? <clears throat> just... You're saying more nonsense is coming? Yeah, what I'm saying I want to get back to more normal. I don't think... Who's after Biden? Come on. (laughs) When is the last time... More (laughs) crazy? When is the last time as a society we have rolled back to anything more... More... More traditional? Let's just say... Let's just use the word. Let's use the naughty word. More conservative. When is the last time we've rolled back even slightly to something more conservative and we've been like, okay, we went a little far here. We don't. We just keep pressing forward. So look where look. I, where, I don't think that's the case, though. If you study history, like most I'm, most history is a pendulum, like we've talked about. Like sometimes it swings too far to the right, so it needs to correct, so it pulls back towards the middle. Then it goes obviously too far to the if left. If you're looking at then, like a span of like hundreds of years, I would say okay. Yes, in, in, I'm talking about like in a generation. No, no, no. no like in in a generation, it's it's going to be too short of a time. Like it, it takes longer. Like obviously the one. Yeah. The one so thing my that, point is, we're like in the pendulum. We're on the upswing, and I don't think we're even. I don't think we're no, getting no, no. close I, to the peak. I don't the, know if the that's peak. the case because I think a lot more people are pushing back against all the the crazy things that are coming out, like towards like the left. Like they're like, hey, no, 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 no. Like I get what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from, but I, I do we see need to, some of that. We need to be more reasonable here. So I think it's already pulling back towards the middle. Obviously, it's not really going to get towards the middle or even start to swing more right until the end of our lives. I mean, we're just not going to see that. That's just kind of how things work. You know, because our lives, I hate to say it, are fucking meaningless. You know, like, we're going to be like most of the rest of the world's history. We're going to live. We're going to hopefully have some kids or move on and make some impacts on other people's lives, whether it be friends, family, nieces, nephews, whatever. Listen to this conversation. And then we're all going to die. Nobody's going to give a shit. But that's not meaningless if you're impacting somebody's life. Well, that's what I mean, though. But it's only going to be impactful to the ones that are around you, right? Because after, like, I mean, do do any of you even know, like, your great-great-grandparents? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it's like like great, I, I, I've heard some stories. Yeah, I've heard stories about them. I don't know anything about their lives or what yeah. happened. Like it, just, it just kind of goes away. It's just, it's just kind of how that works. And that's okay. That's just fucking life. You know what? What are you gonna do? You know. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, 
I never saw my great grandparents, so I wouldn't call them people I could have impacted anywhere, impacted my life because I had nothing to do with them. So I mean, like, what what do you, when you say immediate people around you, what do you mean? Like everybody that you talk to, everybody. Well, that, just think about. I mean, ultimately, like, <laughs> just if your you, friends if, and if family. You want some, like existential dread, like there will be a moment where you're thought about for the last time. Period. Yeah. Okay. Like, and then you will never be and, and what I mean thought about, about again. What I mean about the people in your immediate life is, like, <clears throat> if you were to die tomorrow, yeah. so you were driving to work, a truck veers left, hits you head on, you gotcha. die, yeah. who's coming to your fucking funeral? A like, bunch of people. Those are the people yeah. that hopefully you've made a difference in their lives. I, but I eventually, every they're going to die, and your memory will die with them. Right, it's it's just how it works. But that's we get the choice to choose if we want yeah, to do that Yeah, of course. Or not. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, and yeah. there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's not negative yeah. or positive. Right. It's just life. You know. Yeah. But, and I think most of these people in the world are looking for these bigger things and yeah. they're all dancing their asses off on TikTok or doing whatever. And it's like, uh, cause that might be the nobody, people that are looking for stuff and things. And yeah, that's not how but, but, I live but nobody, my life. But nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. And it's not going to make a difference in anybody's life. Right. I don't care about well, that. Well, that's what yeah. the, that's the biggest issue I see right now. And why I think the pendulum <laughs> will continue to, to swing upwards. It's because when I look at young people, like, um, I don't know. It just, it, it feels like, like there, are, you know, there are polls and stuff like that about how the communication with friends, seeing friends outside of school, like all these numbers are like down, like almost twenty-five to fifty percent from where they were, just like back in like the nineties. Are we are we talking like from the tyranny and the lockdowns and that kind of stuff, or no, just, just from like social media and you know, like just, video games? Keep, yeah, just kids they, can, home. they can easily communicate like this with a microphone on the side of their head next to anybody they want like, in the world. Or their here's friends. something I noticed. So, all right. Hanging out and going and playing hide and seek or whatever. My son, who's 18, for part of his senior like community service that they do to graduate, he, yeah. he coached an intramural basketball team of eighth grade boys. Oh. Okay. And I had seen my older son, Dylan, who's three years older. I had seen him also coach these, you know, this eighth grade boys when he was a senior, but also play in this eighth grade league when he was eight, in eighth grade. And the absolute difference in skill level between when my older son was in eighth grade which would have been in um i don't know that would have been what seven seven years ago so 2016 the difference in skill level between eighth graders in 2016 to now is astronomical i I mean these these kids now that are playing now would have gotten absolutely blown off the court and it's and i it's, it's because you know play Playing basketball is not, you know, if you're, yeah, you've still got those kids that are going to take it 100%. They're going to, you know, go as far as they can and stuff like that. But a majority of them now, it's like you're, you can tell like they're doing other things besides playing, you know, doing sports, playing outside and stuff like that. Like that just, they're not, the kids aren't, they're not in shape and they just, they're just not, they don't have any fundamental basketball skills you know no, just, not to mention they don't have any drive to want to get better yeah and like you know obviously i'm not speaking for all the kids but i'm saying as a whole like just it, it was almost like watching a different sport and um, it is like are we watching college basketball now i know the march madness going on right now yeah my dad's super into college basketball is what it's what he does i call him we do watching basketball like, okay cool whatever and i like i'll try to go over there sometimes maybe hang out for a little bit watch a couple of games and it's like it's very different than the basketball that I play. Don't you even think about it. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> like trying try to kill a little gnat or something. Like, don't you slap, <laughs> it, don't you slap the table, shithead. <laughs> Give me the chopsticks. <laughs> me, Daniel, son. Yep. <laughs> but no, it's like watching these kids now like play. The kids. I mean, 
they're, they're probably 20 something they're all playing college basketball and it's like it's a fucking boring game now because all they want to do is like hot dog run down the court and shoot threes and they brick them and then they get the rebound they run down the other end and they shoot a three and they brick it and then they Grab the rebound and run the other end. That's that's an issue, though. I got to be honest. That's a basketball issue in general. Even in the pro game. I mean, because I've gone to probably like twenty Cavs games this year, and that's just I'm what every team plays the same way. Like in the back in the in like the eighties and nineties, like teams had styles. You know, you had the physical teams. You had teams that would shoot more. um, You know, big guys dominated, centers dominated. Now it's like, dude, every it's just either you you drive the lane and either you get your layup or dunk or it's a kick out three. And that's that's the game, and the, and the, and then the guy doesn't have the three, he swings it to the corner where the guy shoots the three. I so mean, so in football, when it was more physical, the same way where they would actually tackle guys. Now people go for the big speed hit, and whatever else. How much of this has to do with fucking celebrity, whatever, or the want to have that celebrity? No, I, that, I I think a lot of it. You're is, on YouTube because of that big hit that everybody right, in the world no, no, knows I, you. I have. think a lot of it is going to be your social <laughs> media highlights, and then like the TV stuff because I know the basketball, because I know they, I know the NBA didn't they outlaw like a zone defense. Because they wanted to have like more dynamic scoring, they didn't want people getting shut oh. down, right? I mean, scoring, so yeah. So it's like everything has been adapted, so it's better for TV, so they can sell commercials and do all that kind of bullshit. It's not about the game; it's about fucking making gajillions of dollars of what they're doing. That's that's what's that's why I hate pro fucking football because it's, it's not even about football anymore. It's just how fast can we get all these games through so these. These dumbasses, no offense, guys, can play their fucking stupid fake football, you know? <laughs> like, oh, he's on my fantasy team. Look at me go. I'm super awesome. And it's like, he said, sorry, go, guys. Go. I, know, I know you guys love it, but it's fucking stupid. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm getting a little burnt on it. I haven't played but since it's like, I stopped But again, it's, it's so. that, that that's only there to get you engaged in these other games that you wouldn't fucking care about. You'd watch your team, like the Browns or... Guardians, <laughs> the, 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 the Eagles, or whoever you fucking like. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever you grew up, whatever you liked. The damn Cowboys, because they did awesome, like, went back in the day or whatever. Like, who cares? Like, but you'd watch your team, and that's all you'd really care about. The other games, like, if you saw them on, maybe you'd watch it, maybe you wouldn't. But, like, it's, I don't but it was all about, about the Super Bowl, because my team's not playing. But it was all about yeah. getting you engaged, so they can sell more <laughs> advertisers. They could do more of this. They could do more of that. And it's like, it's not even about the game anymore. And I wonder if that's the same kind of thing that's going on with these kids. Because like they 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 don't see the the hard work and the dedication that it takes to actually play good basketball. Because like back when I was playing basketball, I was never very good at it, you know. But like our, our whole offense was about getting the ball down to get, take easy shots. It wasn't about taking threes. I mean, you'd take a couple here and there, but it was all about working the ball down in and a lot of picking and rolling and those kind of things. And now it's like like you had mentioned, Andrew. It's like it's just about pass it around, to either get get a three or drive to the lane and dunk it. <clears throat> Like, yes. And that's all it's about anymore. And it's like, I, I don't see these kids like wanting to well, do anything different because they want that big highlight that they I, see on TV. I go to, when I go to the Y after work and I'm up on the track and the track circles like all the, like the four basketball court area down there. After you put school. on a GoPro so you can record yourself doing it so you can get some celebrity status? No, I don't. Damn. Okay. Um, but there is one kid that's legit there every single day with his dad. They're, they have their routine. They do his fundamental routine jump shot shooting and like i can tell like just i've just in the time i've been there i can wa- watch it, how much better this kid's getting and everything else is just either pickup games or just people launching 40 footers yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like and, and look i'm not gonna be like hey you have to play basketball this way you must enjoy it this way all i'm saying is that you could tell like the the quality of of 
of the, of the of the youth product has gone down, but at the same time, like the players that are good, like the good basketball, but the people that are coming into the NBA now would blow the absolute doors off the, the people coming into the cream, NBA twenty years the ago. Cream rises to the top. Yeah, the ones who are going to put in the work are going to be. Yeah, and big. those people are better than what they used to be. You know I, what I'm saying? So I it's can like remember there's a bigger disparity. When my daughter was in junior high and she started playing basketball, and ble- I mean, bless her heart, she's just not athletic. I mean, she tries hard. But she just is not athletic. And and she was like, I want to play you know, basketball in college. At the time, she was still growing. Uh, she was, like, projected to get to, like, six foot. Yeah. Uh, she, she might have had a chance. Luckily, she stopped. So she's, like, a normal height, which is good. I'm glad she's not super tall like me. So that's good. But it's like. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I mean, the short like, guys in the room are like, what the hey, fuck? Man, that would it's, be it's terrible. Like, it's like I've told you guys. It was awesome. Nah, couldn't imagine. It was awesome sports. for high school sports. Other than that, it's been a fucking pain in the dick. Um, but nonetheless, but. She was like wanting to play, and I told her, it's like, okay, kiddo, it's like, if you want to do this, and it's something you think you want to go to college, like, to play ball in, it's like, you need to practice, like, every single day, because there's somebody out there who's practicing every single day, and you don't have to beat the people on your team. You got to be, like, the best person in your league. Yeah. Like, you got to be that person. Like, that, that's what it's going to take. And it was like, I remember going to see one of the last, uh, sporting events I ever got to watch her, uh, do before she moved down to Texas with her mom, and, I remember watching them. They were like in the like the finals or the championship playoff or whatever it was. I mean, she wasn't like the final final team. She was like in the tournament or yeah. whatever it was. They were they were starting it. It was like the first or second game or whatever it was. I remember going down there, and these poor girls had no idea of the basics of basketball. They weren't even taught that because the coaches were just parents who volunteered. They didn't have any real coaches. So they didn't have any plays. They didn't really have any fundamentals. They had a rule. They had to pass the ball like four or five oh, times yeah. before you could shoot. And that's what they thought was there. <clears throat> and they're getting down to the end of the game. There's a couple minutes left. They need to be rushing on offense. They need to be pressing on defense. They need to be taking shots. Designing doing, a place so someone's they, they need to be to doing shoot. fouls. They've yeah. got to push the issue. Yeah. And what do they do? They slowly walk down the court. They pass the ball four or five times. And then they take a shot. and Make, make or miss. doesn't matter. But they're not working the ball down in to try to get easy shots. They're, and I'm sitting there on the end like, shoot the ball. <laughs> like, you got to move. you got to yeah. do something. Let's go. Come on. Like These are the fundamentals that they need to be learning. It's like. I've always, I've always said, like with youth sports, like it's not about learning all these crazy plays or whatever. Like it's, it's about learning the fundamentals. Like, what do you do at the end of the game when you're, when you're pressing? And like, what, what's important here? You need to run drills about this in, 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 yeah. uh, in uh, practice and those kind of things. It's like that's what's most important is understanding how to play the game, not just going out there and actually doing it, right? Because if you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. It isn't like you're not going to get anywhere because right? these poor girl, I'm like, I'm sitting on the end like, so, shoot, you know, and like they throw up a brick or whatever. And it's like, OK, that's fine. But it, at least you're trying now. Like you can't sit here and pass back and forth with two fucking minutes left. Like you're down six points. We, we got to move. Like, come on. But like the, it's just it's not their fault. You know, it's it's the fault of the, the coaches who were there. And it's and they were doing the best they could. I get it because they're just, you know, parents who were volunteering their time. But damn it, like. Put some effort into this shit. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I've always, I've always been so crazy about sports, though. Maybe that's not a healthy thing. But I'm not trying to beat a dead horse because we kind of do that sometimes. No, we would, we would never. But I wrote about this not long ago in the paper, but I mean, there's a lot of when the hell are we going to get back to basics? Not just in sports, in the country, in people's lives, in our everyday. Try to be better every day, yes, but also. <laughs> There's a lot of simple, basic shit that we've all forgotten. 
or we don't do because we just don't teach it to people anymore. We don't focus on it anymore because everybody's like, well, I don't want to be that simple and that basic. But it's like, well, holy shit, that's your life right there. It's not hard. But if we start from that, that's a good base. Yeah. I mean. I know there's a big thing going around, a bunch of podcasts I'm listening to, and I'm seeing it go through like uh, YouTube and all that kind of stuff as well. And people are doing this uh, challenge called 75 Hard. You guys, you guys heard about this? Nope. No. Uh, so it's some, something <laughs> like, that was put together by Andy Frisella. I believe he's the owner of First Form. I was going to say, who's that? And uh, it's like a supplement company, right? It's like a big company. Told you something. And, and he was you. he was in good shape. And then apparently he kind of let himself go a little bit, focusing too much on business, wasn't focusing on his, his health and wellness and those kind of things. So he put out this program called 75 Hard that was all about discipline. It's about self-discipline. It's not even about like a diet plan or whatever. It's about doing the simple things, Jake, like you're talking about. It comes back to, to, it. to make your life better, right? Yeah. And like, I don't remember the exact rules. Uh, let me look it up so we don't misspeak here on the podcast for our dozens of listeners. <laughs> would never want to misspeak on here. Uh, none of us do that. So that's like, I, I look it up right here, and like, and this is brings up Forbes right away. So I mean, this this is like it's a big thing. It's it's caught on. Uh, so let me. So here are the rules. Okay, you need to follow a diet. And the nice thing about this one is is, is he realizes, obviously, there's different uh, athletes out there. If you're like a distance athlete, if you're a power lifter, if, if you're a bodybuilder, like there's lots of different things that you need to be doing differently, obviously, right? Because uh, not one plan is good for everybody, right? You need to follow what's kind of best for you, right? So there, so there it is. So follow a diet, and there's no alcohol or cheat meals outside of your chosen diet, right? You need to complete two 45-minute workouts, and one of them has to be outside. Is that a and day or a week? This is a day. Two 45-minute workouts a day. A day. And the idea of this is like, hey, this is meant to make you uncomfortable. If it's hot outside, you're going to get hot. If it's cold outside, you're going to get cold. If it's raining outside, you're going to get wet. Like, that's the idea of this is to make it difficult. And a lot of people, before I talk to you, honestly, one of them might go to, like, the gym in the afternoon and, like, go for a walk in the morning outside. Yeah. Like, and then that's their, that's their workout. Some people might be, like, jujitsu. Some people might be go playing a sport. Some people, it might be two walks a day. Like, your dog for two 45-minute walks. You know, no big deal. Like, whatever. It's, like, you can kind of structure it for whatever it works for your lifestyle. Um, here, it's supposed to take a pro- progress picture. I think it's every day or every week or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Just right here it says take a project. Process. Pro- progress wow a picture damn uh you need to definitely drink. don't speak bullshit here <laughs> <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to drink uh one gallon of water a day and then read 10 pages uh of an like an entrepreneurial self-help kind of book right so like but not just like fucking harry potter or whatever and uh audiobooks obviously don't work but the the purpose um, of it the purpose me? of it you need to fucking read a real book so wow, we can this. You those are the and a whole great. other podcast on that one. Create I your own, create your own program. If I, you I, I do, I'm living it right now. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah, to t- teach their own. But yeah. I I like the idea of it because again, it's very simple. It's very concise, and it's again, it's not about like simple a, for Matt Hess. Not simple. That's that could be more simplified. I wanted to argue you everything you were saying. You were allowed to. You could do whatever right. you want to. I'm just saying like. It's it's blowing up. It's becoming huge because again, it's it's not some diet program. It's not some whatever right. to lose a bunch of weight or do. This is about self discipline. This is right. about making yourself do the hard things. How many people that most people don't want to do throughout their day, especially not just thinking myself, just a normal day, especially people with kids or whatever else are going to stop and take a progress picture. First off, that's the simplest of simple as you can get. 
Okay. They're not going to do it. How many are going to drink a gallon of water? It's so easy to not do that. Okay. They're not going to do that. 45 minutes twice a day. People don't even get 15 minutes themselves sometimes, especially with kids. They ain't going to do 45 minutes. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, I'm thinking that there was it, way more simplified ways. I know that works for a lot of people or it's blowing up, but there is way more basic than that. We can go way deeper basics as well. That's, well, that's all fine and dandy. You say it like that. But here, yeah. here's the realistic thing, though. It's like, like brush your if, fucking teeth every day. People don't even do that. Well, I mean, Jordan Peterson says make your make bed. Make your bed. Yeah, exactly. First thing in the morning, make your bed. That's basic. Like start off with something like yeah. to clean up your own side of the world instead of asking other people right. to clean up. Their we side need to of the world. start with that shit before no, no, we start with. No, and, and I get it, but all I'm saying that's is that's good for you because you're. No, 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 no. That's actually too much for me. Like, is it? I, I'm actually looking at something to modify it for myself to, to do something a little bit different. But yeah, I don't have that, time. But that's that's, that's <laughs> like, beside the yeah. point because it's like most people have more than enough time to do all that shit. They just need to prioritize things properly because if you take away their screen time on their fucking phones, if you take away the TV time that they're looking at, if you take away like wasted time that they have doing the bullshit they probably don't need to be fucking doing, they could do those kind of things. Right. You know, so I'm not saying that this is like the one all be all thing for everybody. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is like, I like the idea of it is again, let's do the hard things and let's make some real changes in your life because I think at the end of 75 days, of doing something like that because it's fucking difficult. That's yeah. not easy. No, it's simple, but it's not easy, and it's not it's not meant to be. Spartan way stuff's difficult as shit too. And like if you read that book and listen listen to it on an audiobook because I can't read while I'm driving. Like that is a fantastic thing to listen to because the stuff you never thought your body could do, your person could do, your mind could do, and you go through that kind of shit with a group of people around you or people supporting you, whatever else. Would blow your mind to know what you're capable of. You would never go backwards in life after that. But, like, people won't even make their fucking bed, like JP says, or brush your damn teeth or whatever else. How are they going to even get to a great challenge like that that would help so many of us if you can't even just get up and make your fucking bed? Well, again, I think it's about just getting yourself out there, dedicating it to a screen. I'm going to fucking make a change. I'm but tired how of we, living the same bullshit that's life. That's what I mean. And I need to do something People different. have to want that. And yeah. I, I have too many people close to me that I've watched that have been successful, have been like on the top of the world at this peak and completely drop fuck off the edge and are like, I could go into all kinds of details. I'm not going to because I don't want to throw anyone under the bus and say stuff. But like, how did you go from such a high and within a half a year, down? Because of your stupid ass fucking choices and your decisions. Because you don't choose to just every single minute or day be a little bit better. You can go from fame and your best life ever to done that fast in six months or less. Well, I think like get the basics of making. Okay, but hold on, hold on. let him talk. To Sorry. You. Yeah. So here's. I mean, obviously, what the the plan Matt laid out is it's it's supposed to be difficult. It's I think it's right. supposed to be a shock to the system. Because that's yeah. sometimes like, you know, typically when I've made bigger the biggest changes in my life, they've been drastic. They've been drastic changes. I'm living it right now, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so it's like, um, I under and and obviously the guy who wrote this plan, he wrote it full well, knowing that this is not for any, everybody, and this isn't probably even for most people. Like, not that this isn't for most people, but most people will right. never do this. Well, here's right. the thing: is all the, all the podcasts I've been listening to, most people that try it fail it. Oh sure, yeah. most most people don't get through it. Part yeah. way, same. Yeah, anything it's, else? It's, yeah. meant, it's, it's meant to be difficult. Yeah, but that's but, what but, I mean. But I think if you can, though, it can be life changing. Because I've heard of some people, specifically Greg Anderson, talk about it on his podcast. He's like, once I get to the end of seventy five days, like 
I don't want to go and get a fucking pizza and margaritas and smash things. Like, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Like, so, I look good. I feel good. I feel like I want to keep going. But but that's what I mean. If th- that challenge you laid out, like we're talking here, or the Spartan way, or all these other ones that are really good for people's lives, if it is a challenge like that that you laid out for someone to make their damn bed takes three minutes or less, two minutes, one minute, whatever, depending on, you know, if that is such a challenge for a human being to make a fucking bed like that, that they can't accomplish that. How the hell are we going to get beyond that? And that's what I mean. Like when Jordan Peterson says, make your bed, like that is the basics I, of basic I, stuff. I don't understand like, the question. I don't see how that's fucking hard. I don't, I don't see why somebody would struggle in the morning to fucking make their bed. I don't understand. Because you're not that, you're not, it's just not how your life is. So yeah. Man. So like everybody, everybody well, obviously different. has to have their own yeah. starting point. Some people are going to work up to it, but if you're going to work up to it, then you need to then you need to have a plan, just like this guy's plan. So you need to have a you don't you can't just say okay I'm going to make my bed and then one day think okay I'm going to make I've been making my bed for a week now I'm ready to do hard seventy five or whatever like. But that's what I mean. People have said that make so their damn hold on, bed. Let, let, let him Sorry. talk. So it's like like for something like myself like I like I I know I'm hearing this plan okay and I know two things right off the bat one is. It, First, obviously, it's incredibly it's gonna be incredibly difficult. Yes, but two, I know that I have the time to do it. You know, so it's like I know both these things. And three would be, I'm ninety nine percent sure that if I were to complete the program, I would feel better than I felt in in years. Yeah, no, no doubt, hundred percent. So, like knowing those three things, like I I still. Don't, I'm not going to do it. Don't want to do it, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, so it's, there's, there's some, something in a person that either somehow, I don't know if it's hereditary or just based on habits and stuff like that, but it either survives or it dies, I feel like, as they get a little older, at least with my, you know, myself. And it's like, you have to, like, everything's a battle. You know, and that's, I know it for, for me, you know what I'm saying? So like, yes, to get up in the morning and make my bed, that would be a battle. And it's, I've never, I don't do it. I don't get up and make my bed. I, but I don't, I don't tell myself, well, I'm going to get up in the morning and do it. So, but it's like, I don't, I don't do it. But like, for me, like going to work, like that's a battle. Going to the gym and doing a, you know, a walk and jog around the track. Like that's a, that's a. A battle. It's not like I'm sitting here like when I say a battle. It's not like I'm necessarily just pounding it's, my head on the table. No, it's, like I don't want to do it. But it's like I have to make a point to, to say like this is what's on the schedule today. Yeah. This is what's going to get done. Where but, but, for other but that's people, the difference. So it's a choice that you make, and that's the thing. Is like a lot of people talk about this. Is like these are not difficult things to do. They're simple to do. To go to work. To to go to the gym. Yeah, to, I guess to the physical around, act right? of getting in a car and it's driving simple, it to but, work. Yes. But it's also very, very easy not to do. And I think most people get into that rut where they just they, they sit there and they don't do those things. They don't progress themselves forward, which is what you're trying to do with doing that. So that's great. It's a it's a commendable thing that I think most people don't do. Because like I know me, it's like if if left to my own devices, I'd fucking sit upstairs and watch movies and YouTube videos all the fucking time and just like hang out and do nothing. Well, like, but- he, here's how I feel right now, and I, I'm I'm not gonna say this can't change in the future, but like right now, I can't foresee myself making any more choices to do things that are going to be beneficial for o- your life. No, but overly difficult. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'll go to the gym, but I don't ever see myself doing something like CrossFit again. Right. Yes, I'll diet again, but I don't ever see myself doing something difficult like keto. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel that drive to make things hard on myself anymore. Or, or and, at your point in life, you and, were different. Yeah, and I, I don't yeah. feel and, – and obviously, like, that, you could say yeah, that's a that's a bad thing. You should always, like this guy's saying, be disciplined. you right. got to make it tough on yourself. I 100% get it, but, like, for me, like, if you're giving me the choice to, like – make something hard on myself or not i'm gonna i'm gonna choose not and i i know i i feel like that's i guess i feel guilty for feeling like that but i don't know i i you know i don't know how common it is that's a human thing but it's like you know it's i do feel like you know you have to find that line and i found that line where it's like okay i know if i do nothing yeah. i'm gonna spiral into a depression right so i can't do doing nothing is off the table for me i can't do nothing you got kids also but it, yeah so yeah. at the same time it's like um, you know, and I do want to be healthy and I do want to live. So right. it's like, it, it all goes together. It all goes to one plan. But I also know like, man, you know, every time I get upset that, man, I'm just, I don't, I wish I could be losing weight a little faster. Like I know right off the bat, I could be doing so much more. If I can. wanted to lose weight a little faster, I could be doing so much more, but it's, I, it's like, make a choice. You either want to see better results or do you want to make things harder on yourself? Right. Well, I guess I'll just wait for the results, which I'm not, I would never encourage anybody to live like that, but if, if I'm going to sit here and lie to you guys, and what would be the point of me being here? So it's like, you know, just... But I think that's a natural human thing, and we all get stuck in these ruts because they become habits, because we're used to doing them, because we're very habitual creatures. I mean, that's... 100%. This, that's Some like, more than others. Yeah, but there's a reason why we do the same things. We eat the same foods. We go to the same places. We talk to the right. same friends. Like, there's a reason why you do all those kind of things. Like, it's... You get into your little routine, and it's habitual. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like... It's it's well, it's it's more familiar than it is comfortable because even if it's uncomfortable, you're familiar with it, so you just kind of keep doing that. Like, because I know me personally, I've been trying to change my lifestyle to like to my eating habits because like I I'm definitely overweight. I need to lose some weight, and I should I would tell myself like just go on walks. Like if I would just go walking every day, like I would probably lose a shit ton of weight just from the extra energy that I'm be putting out, you know. But I keep pushing it off. Like oh well. I don't have the right shoes or, oh, I need to get some new headphones so I can listen to an audio book when I'm going or whatever. And it's like, this is all stupid bullshit that doesn't mean anything. It's just me making an excuse to not go out and fucking do what I know I need to be doing. Right. And then I, I've been struggling with my food because I'm fucking addicted to sugar and I can't stop. <laughs> like, I've, I've been trying to make myself stop and I still just put that shit in my face. I'm like, oh, I want some. I'm going to go get some fucking sugar. And to be honest, Matt, it's everywhere. You can't not put it in your face. Yeah, I, I, but it's like, but I can make a choice not to use anything with added sugars and those kind of things, but I'm not doing that. Right. I go to the store and I know I'm being emotional and I'll buy a big fucking thing of cookies because they look good. And I'm like, I know I shouldn't buy these. And what do I do? I fucking buy them with a gallon of milk and I go home and I fucking eat half of them. Like, damn it. Like, why do I keep doing this to myself? So it's like, I know I need to be making some changes, but I also know that in the past, like, like Andrew, I know you and I have talked about this, like doing like a keto diet or something similar where I can, I can crash down. I can, I mean, I'm a big guy. I can lose 30 or 40 pounds in a 12 week cycle. There's a lot of weight for me to lose. I mean, I'm a big dude because I've probably got 50 or 60 realistically that I need to lose right now and then probably lean off in like more healthy state like over a couple of years. But I need to not do that because the problem is like when I've done that in the past, yeah, I look good and I feel good towards the end of it. But then I go back to my old habits and I can't maintain those changes. And that's sure. what I'm trying to do now is make changes in my lifestyle right. so that way I don't keep yo-yoing and going up and down. Because normally when you go down, like 
yeah, you feel good, everything's fine, but then when you blow back up, you go a little bit heavier, mm. and you go a little bit heavier, and then you go a little bit heavier, and it's like, I can't keep doing that. Like, I'm a big person, I'm almost 40, and I realize, obviously, big people don't live very long. Like, how many ex-NBA players, you know, who live to be 80? Like, there's probably not all that many of them. And like, So it's like, I would do best for my longevity to be as lean as possible. I'm still a big guy. It is what it is. I can't change my own fucking physiology. But it's like, I know I need to be doing better, but I keep fucking self-sabotaging myself. And I realize something like this, the, the 75 hard, would be good for me. But I also know that I'm not realistically to get through that at this stage of my life with everything else I have going on. So I need to try to modify that to make it better for me. Mm-hmm. But I still need to hold myself accountable, which is what I've been struggling with personally. Yeah. But that's what we were saying with it being different, though, everyone being different. That is great. Like I was saying when you're reading that for like athlete guy, you are that guy, though. That's I used why to be. I'm, okay. I'm an old fuck now. But you still have the mentality and you're great. I try to, yeah. The but sports it's... and stuff you've done and that competitive mindset. And like that is Matt Hess. That is great for Matt Hess to try. You need the punch in the face reality like that. Like, if you're just a basic, simple, you don't do sports, you're not athletic, whatever, you're not even going to make your, again, the bed's the simple, simplified thing. How many of us make our fucking bed every day we wake up? I know I do. Okay. It's the first thing I do when I get up. But you, again, that's, you're that guy. You're that routine guy or like military dudes. If they get a beat in their head for four, eight years, whatever, their entire career, that's what they do. They have that. My uncle makes his beds all the time. I don't wake up and make my bed also like Andrew was saying, because we're all different. If we're fighting that battle with ourselves first. We can't even get past that. How are we going to get past the routine, which we need to get into, or what life throws at you on a daily basis? Like, I just had a friend recently. They went to the doctor with her child, 17, and got told she has this prognosis, whatever they diagnosed her with, whatever it is, something with her heart valve. She has maybe six to nine years to live. That'll put your ass in a depression real fast. Yeah. Your 17-year-old is a bubbly, outgoing not shy, talks to everybody type of person, you get slapped in the face with that where you cry all the time and want to lay in bed sobbing and put you in a kind of a depression because you got that news. I can't even help my kid if I try to pay for a surgery and whatever else. That'll fuck your life up. Yeah. If you can't even get past yourself, how the fuck are you going to get beyond any of that? Like, I mean, it's just like, <clears throat> I know this is all different for all of us, but like the basics of basics of we got to fix our, I'm living this right now, which is the only reason why I'm so personal about this like the extreme change you just said you have to make that change to fix what's going on with yourself or you're not going to be able to help somebody else like they tell you on the airplane to put your mask on first then help the next person it's as dumb as that excuse me if you can't breathe through a mask because there's no oxygen you can't help someone else well if you pass out you're not gonna be much help to anybody else yeah if you don't fix your own damn self in your own head you can't fix other people you might be able to try you know, that's, that's, you it's interesting, though, <clears throat> because I would say that I am unable to fix my own issues, but I will also say that I, I do genuinely feel like I am much better and that I have tangibly helped people. Okay. So I think there are people that can <clears throat> do better for others, and, and then, but they just can't do it themselves. And maybe that's like a lot of artists you know that saying? write songs that are really depressing and whatever. That's something they're dealing with, but it's helping somebody yeah. else because of their words. Like, I've, I know like, for a fact. I've given advice to people, <clears throat> knowing full well in my head while I'm saying it, like, you're not doing what you you're didn't talking. Listen to this your own, is advice I write it in the paper you all the time. need to be taking yeah. for yourself. Right. But I, but I also know, like, that 
but I, but I can tell myself that doesn't make it any less relevant to this person I'm talking to. No. The advice is still legit just because I need to also follow it. I have been thanked by people in public or people in the newspaper that I wrote into that have talked to me face to face when I met them somewhere and said, you're the guy that writes in the paper. You're that like whatever a 500 word article changed what I was doing or helped me with my kid or changed something. And I went, well, shit. That's going to keep me writing and doing this kind of stuff because I realized I just helped somebody by talking about my own stuff. And they went, thank you. That feels great. That makes you like my words that I don't listen to my damn self on things. Now I am again, like we've talked about with this stuff. Like that's why if you got to beat yourself or get past yourself first. Like. You, know, you want to know what I think is crazy is I bet <laughs> you like the dude that, that does the hard 75, you know, I got mean, a lot of shit. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they feel equally as, you know, miserable and, you know, worthless, like if they fail the program or if, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I think it's completely natural. I think everybody struggles with that same type of like knowing that they need to get better and how will, far are they willing to push themselves to achieve it. The right. pro, the thing is like there, you just have the people that are wired to do it. And there are people that are wired to not do it. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like they can share the same feelings. There's, there's a dude out there, I'm sure right now, today, that's in a thousand times better shape than me, but is feeling worse about himself today because of the cheat meal he had last night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's, it's the same everybody's as- feel, everybody feel, deals with it, but yeah. it's it's crazy because like I would look at a person like that and be like, oh, you have no business feeling like that. You don't have no – you don't know. You have no bi- – but it's – that's – the billionaire That's not celebrities. It's not true. It's yeah. like we. I think we well, all we share those feelings. But yeah, because their thoughts and feelings are still relevant to them. And yeah, yeah, and it's the yeah. same feeling of I let myself down. Yeah. I failed myself. I set myself back. Mm-hmm. So it's that feeling of failure. So it's like you share that, but you can be still on totally two totally different sides of the spectrum. The only right. difference is that guy's going to do better tomorrow, whereas this person over here is probably just going to do the same thing. One of the greatest things about my job right now is because of my background and the work I did and how I live life and things, I'm good at problem solving or troubleshooting. Even if I cause the fucking problem, I've told even, you know, relationships, whatever, that if I cause the problem, I'll be the one to fix it. At my job, I have to fix these companies' machines, our machines, so that they can run again. If I work on something for 10 fucking hours, 12 hours, and it won't fix because there's something else that wasn't figured out or something else that's broke that no one's ever found or oh, so-and-so didn't tell me that they had this kind of a crash or whatever else. I can't solve the problem if I didn't know that shit happened. I have to diagnose, troubleshoot, and figure it out myself. If I can't do it and it takes me longer than it should to fix it, it puts me in a fucking funk because I feel like I'm failing, like you're just saying. like I feel like I haven't done stuff. But then when you fix it, regardless of how long it was, if it was five minutes, five hours, five days, you figure out what the problem is, you troubleshoot it, you fix it, person that comes over that runs it or whatever else thank you thank you thank you because they can't do it yeah you have that ability to do that it'll change your mood like that well, i mean think about it like it's the same with life though with anything in life yeah. that is valuable that gives you like that feeling of pride or accomplishment or anything like it's always fucking difficult <laughs> mm-hmm. it's never easy like the easy things don't fill you with pride like it's it's again it's easy to sit upstairs and fucking watch movies and do whatever like it doesn't fill me with pride. Like Enjoy Tom it, Holland. Well, I mean, like, I do like Tom Holland, right? <laughs> but it's like, like th- those things are just there to pass the time or fit the dopamine in your head or yeah. like 
same as like a notification on your phone if somebody likes one of your posts or does whatever it's like it like it feeds those chemicals so it keeps you going after thinking this is important but when you look back at it it's like that shit doesn't mean anything didn't change your life whether you want to say it's like you could say it's it's evolutionary or if it's if it's divinely inspired but there's a reason like why we feel good when we accomplish something difficult and that's because the people that built society and you know like it's because of that you know it's because back in the day like there weren't these distractions you know back in the medieval times and earlier Even than before that, that when yeah you, when you so, hunted for food and you successfully yeah. got some damn food for your family like, yeah like success. there was of course there was that feeling like okay i get yeah. to eat i get to survive but it was that natural instinct of feeling success yeah. and then that also feeling of failure when you missed the hunt uh-huh. and you didn't have the food and that's it's that feeling that drove us to succeed you know what i'm saying and to be able to get to where we are now is because we deep down we all share a satisfaction for for accomplishing something difficult right the problem is it's getting easier and easier like somebody like myself where i'm not in a situation where i need to do anything difficult mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like when i'm put in a difficult situation just by life am i doing myself any favors you know like how am i handling things could i be handling them better if I was more accustomed to putting yourself, and I've in different difficult situations, you know, and I've I think I've heard I don't know Matt if it was the same guy or whatever, but he I, I did hear him on a on a podcast, but he he talked a lot about at least you know once a day putting yourself whether it's through physical exercise or whatever in the mental challenge. in mental stress in mental yeah. distress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whether it's a project you have a deadline on or something a goal you have where you have committed to doing so much time per day. Put yourself under some stress every single day, a little bit of mental stress to where you're doing something you don't want to do mm-hmm. because it will prepare you. And it's like, I read that and it's like, man, that sounds like the exact opposite of what I want to do. Right. So, you know, and I talked in the past, you know, I think about those concerns and how they would relate to things like, you know, as far as having my kids move out or, you know, at the time knowing that my mom was going to die and stuff, you know, how would I handle all that stuff because I'm not. You know, and I and I handled it all in, in my mind. I think I've handled everything relatively well. So, you know, sometimes con- concerns can be a little unfounded, and you know, obviously, I, I, I'm an anxious person by nature. What's, what's the famous uh, quote? I forget who said it. Like way back in the day, it was like a. I've been some, through some horrific things in my life, and some of which have actually happened. You know, it's like because <laughs> most things that we build up are just in exactly. our lives. Exactly, they like, never we, have. Yeah. We worry about all these problems. What if this? What if that? Like most mm. of it never fucking comes to fruition. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's we're our own worst fucking nightmares when it comes to that. Right. And again, yeah. I'm not trying to make this about myself, but I literally am living this right now. I used to be an overthinker my entire life. If I got a quiet room in school. I would freak out and have panic attacks throughout the week because I did everything I could from Monday to Friday to hide from mom and dad that I got a quiet room. Is that a punishment? Yeah, where you go to school and they, they put you in the room for four oh. or five hours or all day or whatever it is where you stay in the room with other people <laughs> and you have to write notes. Or, I, I think they call that detention. Was that just your school? No, no, no. <laughs> quiet, room, quiet room was like the elementary. Were there bars the, on the windows? No. Pads <laughs> on the wall. It was just one of the rooms where they had a study hall or whatever else, but you weren't allowed to talk. You I, got, I know what you're and, talking about. Yeah. And detention was like the next level up and yeah. then whatever Saturday you got stuck there on a weekend or whatever it was. I got you. Like, but I would work myself up because of the shit in my own head so much. That I would overthink it, and they're like, oh, I heard you got a quiet room. Like, I thought you were going to beat my ass. I thought you guys were going to ground me for a week. Yeah. Like, what would you get a quiet room for? Like, I was talking too much, being a class clown. I'm like, okay, stop. 
you know, and I can already see signs of that, like in my eight-year-old, like where he's all very anxious about getting in trouble or doing anything wrong. So I'm constantly having to reassure him, like right. it's okay to like if you make a mistake, it's okay if Dad has to correct you about something. Like it doesn't, it's not the end of the world, you know. It's like that's just how it is. Like you don't need to get upset about these things. Just you know, it's not. They're not. They're just things I, you know, that we have to sometimes. I have to tell you to 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 not do or do, but right. it doesn't. But he'll get like you know he gets very emotionally like hurt when he feels like he anxiety he and messed, stuff so or whatever else yeah, yeah so yeah because we work ourselves up for yeah. it like we can literally make it toxic and kill ourselves on things we, like kill ourselves like men, no, hurt you ourselves you literally can probably kill yourself no yeah, no, no right. there's studies okay. on this yeah but because of the anxiety the depression and the stuff that is brought on Cortisone by ourselves man. because all we're doing is and I have a lot of this in my personal life with people around me that have been diagnosed or have anxiety or depression or have been on medications, four of them, six months ago, changed the diet, changed the lifestyle, got into sports, whatever else, changed the people you were with, changed whatever, changed the way you were living, off four medications. Done. <coughs> completely completely yeah. not even touching a medication. Well, it's, it's, it's amazing pill. how most people can be fixed of most of their medications with diet and exercise. In nature. But they just don't want to do it. Yeah. I, well, I saw a hilarious. If you're a child, you don't get that choice. Let, let, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you like a hilarious like uh, for like it was a Christian meme. One of the very few Christian memes I've seen that have actually like made me laugh. It was like a guy. <laughs> it was like a guy. He's like got his hands in his face and like, oh Lord, why do you give me all your hardest troubles? Like, why are things so bad? Yeah. And then there's got Jesus. He's like. My dude, like, just put your phone down and go outside, okay? And then, like, <laughs> right. tell me how you feel. Right. So yeah. it's like, I'm, it gets you thinking, like, how dude, much of it's brought on? If I, like, I know yeah. if I just went to bed earlier, if I went outside more, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, if I read a little bit, if I, you know, read a little bit of something that would that would inspire me. Yeah. If you ate less bullshit, if, if drink I just more did water. that, like, I know, like, it's not. There's not a big. Da, there's no Da Vinci code here that needs cracked. Like, right. I know what I need to do, and yet I don't do it. Right. So there's there's a reason why people in like indigenous like cultures around the world don't have fucking know what the word depression is. Yeah, there's a reason because they're fighting for their lives every single to day to eat and drink. Yeah, hey, let me like ask they, you: they how, many, how many trans kids are there in the Sudan right now? You think zero? Yeah, exactly. I wonder why that is. You know, because they don't have time to think about why are all, why are why are all the trans kids like middle class white people? But, but like, this why, is why because they it, want to be different. Yeah, they want to be. Yeah, special. And this is what we talk about with yeah, the like weird. the basics of stuff. Think about I call myself a simple person all the time when people would talk about oh I got this degree or this degree or ten degrees or whatever the hell they got whatever and I was always like well I felt like an idiot because I went to a trade school whatever the basic simple shit we're changing the dynamic in our company right now to more simple and more basic for candidates that we're looking for. Because we've been like 0 for 4 over the past few people. Because during the interviews and whatever else, they go into like, boom, hydraulics, the electronics, this PLC stuff, all this shit that people have never heard of. And they're like, I can't do any of that. It's like, well, can you use a screwdriver? We're gonna we're changing stuff now. I just had to talk with my HR manager about this to simplify. And it lets the people come in that go, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. That's what we're looking for. We hit them with all these big words and everything else right off the bat. They go, I don't fuck that is. Well, can you do this stuff that we actually need? Yeah. I don't know what that is, though. Well, that's next level, four-year level, once you're in an experience. Don't hit them with that from yeah, the get-go. We'll teach you. Simplify. Yeah. It's not hard to simplify shit because it changes your life if you just fix the simple shit. And inside your mind is one of the first things. And getting that peace of mind or whatever else, it's right there. We just got to do it.
and it is the dumbest. That, well, that's shit. why it's frustrating because it's the simplest thing in the world, and it's and it's simultaneously the hardest thing. Yes, for some people. And well, it's, because it's again, it's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. Yeah. And you have to make a conscious choice. It, it's exactly every right there. That's single it. day. That's it. You have to make the choice to want that simplified, want that happiness, want that peace of mind to fix everything to where you are at least thinking clearly. Okay, so I would say I want that. Okay. So why am I not doing it? Because you're not trying to get it. But So why? The, 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 for Many the sa- things. For the what, same reason. Yeah. I mean, these, I are, these are rhetorical questions. I mean, I don't expect you to be able to like <laughs> no, no, analyze no, me here. No, but but it's, like, it's for the same reason that I haven't made the changes with my diet that I need to be doing that I've been trying to do over the past, what, six or eight months or whatever it's been. is because there's not been something drastic enough in my life to make me want to change my own little comfortability pocket that I've been at. Great example of this is when Todd had his heart attack. <clears throat> sure. Like that shook him up. Yeah. And he realized, oh, fuck, if I don't make some drastic changes in my life, like I'm going to have another one and I'm going to die. So he's like, you know what? I want to be there for my kids. I want to see my grandkids. I want to experience more of life. I want to like appreciate more of the things. I want to stop being so fucking stressed about work and the other bullshit and just live my life. And that was a drastic change that he made in his life because of a drastic event sure. that almost cost him his life. For but most they, for most of us, yeah. like nothing bad enough has happened that it's like, well, I'm fucking going to go get that king but, size but if we, but if we think it sounds good. If we think about yeah. it, though, we might have been through shit like that. We just didn't take the sign when it hit us in the face. It's possible. Yeah. Sure. Or we didn't go, well, that was my lesson. I just, I just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, can you think of that? I mean, clearly, like, yeah. I made a conscious choice within the last few years to do something. It was extreme and drastic, but it fixed all and everything changed. If you had your opportunities, you might get another one soon. Yeah. It, you got to take it and run with it, though. You can't be like, nah. That's the thing. We but all that, we again, don't make like, that conscious choice. But again, it's like it's it's that choice. Yeah. Still, you still have to make the choice, yes. and that and that is a difficult thing because you're breaking from your norm. You're mm-hmm. going out of your familiarity zone. Yep. It's 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 challenging. We we as humans struggle with that, right? And that's okay. That's why I've, <laughs> I've always told people thing. it's like. <laughs> Like I'm okay with the the yo-yoing with my diet that I've been doing recently because again I'm trying to make this long-term change. I'm not trying to just do like a quick fix, mm-hmm. lose a bunch of weight, and then gain it all back later. Like all older ain't like, happening. Like I want to <laughs> I want to make it like a, a lifestyle change. Yeah. I know that's going to be more difficult. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's, that's because you do the hard work on stuff, or you have even when you were in sports. I'm lazy. Even when you're in sports and stuff, man. When you play softball or whatever else, or you disc golf, like you take the stuff to make yourself good at what you're doing. You've done that clearly. Yeah. That's why you're good at w- everything you do in sports. That we all were like, well, shit. I wish Except I was for like the fucking driver. I wish I was. Figure that yeah, wish I was like yeah. Matt Hess yeah. at every you sport. Like, oh god, no. it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he like, got me there. Well, I, I don't want to talk. I want to talk about this after the podcast, actually, Andrew, with you. But <laughs> in, in all seriousness, though, it's it's funny. I was talking to my grandma the other day, and hitting a driver has probably been the most failed thing I've ever done with any sport ever. Yeah, You know, it's like I hit my irons well. I feel like I chip okay, putt okay. I play decent for the amount of golf that I play. I'm happy with it, right? I don't, I'm not going to be a scratch golfer. I don't put in the time. I can't fucking practice four to eight hours a day. I can't do that. I'm not willing to do that, right? But, Except that challenge, man. But the, but the fucking driver, for whatever goddamn reason, it's like, I mean, I've had to work really hard to be good at tennis and golf. The other sports have just fucking come naturally because I'm pretty athletic. But it's like, for whatever goddamn reason, the fucking driver yeah. is like the, the thing that I have failed the most at in sports in my life. 
And it's super frustrating at this point in my life because it's like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I might just give it up and just stop trying because it's like, it's not getting any better. In my mind, like, I see myself with this, like, beautiful flowing swing like Garrett Clark or, or maybe I realize that, hey, I don't have the mobility, so maybe it's more of a compact, powerful swing like Michael Morris, you know, but then I see videos from my coach of me driving and I throw up my mouth. I'm like, that is disgusting. If I were him, I would kick me out of my stu- out of his studio. Like, get the fuck out. When you fix that, then you can come back. I mean, it's pathetic. And it's like, you're not seeing your driver's swing. It's not that. I mean, it's pretty fucking bad. It still looks like a golf swing. Well, we'll talk about it afterwards, like I said. But it's just, it's interesting because, yeah, like you say, I try to put in the hard work and do this and that for sports or whatever, because that's what I relate to. That's what I enjoy doing. If I, if I could make money playing sports, like that would be what I would probably like to do with my actual life. But as you just said, everything other than tennis and golf, the things that you just naturally have the abilities to pick up and you're, it's, it's the, the the successful, you keep doing it because you know you're good at it and you're successful. Keep doing it because like, I want to perform at my highest level. But it's like, not putting you in a funk the, like you're driving. That, that's is. that's like a sickness that I have, and I, I I'm I'm too competitive, and that's become right. an issue in my life in and multiple different. Have you areas. ever overthought about driving to where it let cause other problems because you can't fucking drive like you want? To? <laughs> yeah. Like okay. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. But it's only in your head. Yeah. We have to start there. That's the basic of basics. We have to start there. It's literally until you figure that shit out. It, I just did it. <laughs> it took me 36 fucking years. <laughs> Jake sounds like he's been talking to a therapist. No, it's not. It's audiobooks. It's reading the stuff. I'm not kidding you. It's reading the stuff about psychology, reading the, uh, listening to Unfuck Yourself. That's a book. <laughs> All these psychology I've, I've heard things. Of that book, yeah. But it seriously is. It, it's a guy that wrote it and asks you, why are you doing it? You know what to do to fix the problem. Stop fucking doing it. And you literally have to listen to somebody else say that before you go, well, there's my slap in the face. Did you really need that? Like yeah, George Carlin talked think, about back before you did a self-help I think a lot of people do because we get stuck right. in our little ruts and you need that drastic thing in your life to make a big change. You just do. But but we've had those multiple drastic things and we've all chose to ignore them until whatever point where you're like, I'm done fucking doing that. It Literally, it's just how life works. It's like it's so easy to look at it now and go, that is the basic of basic shit, but like, how many things did we get thrown our ways that were the challenges or whatever, and we didn't want to accept them? And we're like, nope, 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 nope. No, I think you make, I think you bring up a good point. So, uh, is there anything you'd like to add to that, Andrew? Before I move topics here, I think we covered that pretty well. I think I was pretty. I was that was solid. It was fun. It's it's always so funny. I look. I, look, I mean, I've been looking forward to this fucking podcast all week. I love. I love sitting down and talking with you guys. It's it's funny. We're like, let's not bring up politics. Of course, the first thing we fucking do is bring up politics. Well, that's but it's normal is, with it is, us. It is so, what it is. Yeah. I know, and I, I appreciate yeah. it because uh, I needed to kind of get some of that off my chest anyway. Well, that's uh, great. That but, was a thank you to you for doing this. <laughs> what you did with Caitlin and Dane and whatever else when you had those, those have helped. Myself, I don't know how many other people listen to that. Like they literally knowing people to deal with that. It's literally just what they do. They have to do this stuff. Yeah, that, 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 that ADD, like, ADHD podcast was a lot of fun. I learned a shit ton talking to those two. Yeah. Because I know their brains just work differently than mine do. And that's, we that's, all like it's, that. It's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about like your big changes you kind of talked about. How you mm-hmm. had a lot of these crazy things come up. And you kind of made some big changes with work and everything else. So what, what, what kind of led you to that? So, so work was my career, first off, that, that got me to that. Everything happening for a reason is strange because they called me in 2020 from a recruiter 
I couldn't do it because I went through all the interviews. The, the new couple you work yeah, with now? Yes, yes, yes. I work for Seneca now. Yeah, this is a new one. The you last, don't need to say the okay, name, but, but it's in general. But before, when I was working at this other place, I knew all these guys from Switzerland or Germany or wherever else that came over to install my machine, fix my machine. And, and what, I, what machine was that? A Hydromat. So a what, CN, what is that? CNC do? machine. Okay. Makes, makes parts. We made nuts for uh, automobile. Make, make metal parts, yeah. right? So it was a CNC factory? It was just a factory in general. They had all kinds of different stuff. Is it a, so, was it a music? Auto factory. Was it, oh, wasn't it wasn't a music factory? Automotive factory. So not a... Manufacturing. CN, so it wasn't a CNC music factory. No, CNC. No, why? Hydromat doesn't sound musical, you, you does don't, it? I'm you guys are both looking at me like I'm... Like, like I, don't, I don't know Because I know what CNC means in my mind. I don't know what you CNC music factory. Everybody dance now. I know the song, but is that them? Are you... Are you fucking serious? I know the song. I didn't know that was CNC. What the hell is going on? A CNC machine is a machine. I know what a CNC. You haven't heard of CNC Music Factory? Yeah. The song everybody I know the song, but I don't know who sings it. No. Okay. Totally. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Failed joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. Somebody out out there listening is like, those fucking Yeah, the joke. That was funny. It wasn't fail to the people in the audience. They they were laughing (laughs) along with me, I'm sure. Because the whole time he says it, I'm thinking computer numeric controlled in my mind. I'm like, what are you talking about? I love music and I don't even know that. We're going to be listening to a song after this is over. Thank God. (laughs) Anyway, I saw this lifestyle and was like, okay, that would be great, but I can't do that because not only am I in a relationship, but like, whatever. I always thought that was something that would be cool to do because of the knowledge and what, the things what, that you What would be learn. cool to do? Like, explain here. You're travel, going to, like, travel around the there world we go. and fix machines. So you'd be, you'd be sent out by this company to go fix yeah. a lot of these machines. Install machines. You learn how so to it, fix So this is the company stuff. that actually makes the machines that you used to yeah. work on, like yeah. designing the CNC parts. Yeah. And you got into a little bit of the maintenance of them with some of the guys who came over. I had operated the machine myself so i had to learn how to troubleshoot it because maintenance in the company i worked was like i don't know shit about that. right so then the company who actually makes the machines that you were working on reached out to you in 2020 this is that forced into but you were like i don't want to do this because then i'd have to like quit my job obviously which is good change my lifestyle i have to like travel a bunch for work which is going to be a pain in the ass which is it's tough to do you can't do that with a family life you can't do that with home life well i mean you can but it's it's very difficult because i've got i've got a friend who travels for insurance and he'll he'll be sent out like right now he's in fort worth texas and he'll be out there for like five six weeks and then he'll come home for a week and see his wife right and then they'll ship him out wherever else like it's a very difficult (laughs) (laughs) we know (laughs) he had to prove his point (laughs) Uh, what's that song called gonna make you sweat parentheses everybody dance now so it's not the cnc dance machine the mu- the group is called the CNC Music Factory. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what he was getting at. Um, anyway, and, and anyway, so like it, it can be done. It's, it's a very difficult thing. Cause but, like I know me personally, like I was offered a job like two jobs ago, and I picked the other one that I picked because like the other one was going to have me traveling right. across the U.S. like weeks at a time. Like I don't want to do that. I want to be home. I want to sleep in my bed. I want to go to my gym. I want to go see my friends. Right. Like, I don't want to be traveling around like crazy. Well, that that. That was something I saw for eight years at my last company. And then in 2020, I had a recruiter actually because of my resume. I was changing stuff on Indeed. I knew I was quitting my old job. I'm like, this place sucks. It's going downhill. Everybody was quitting. 60 people by that. Anyway, the recruiter called and I had an OVI in 2017. When I went in for my interviews with the recruiter and this company, they wouldn't hire me because of the OVI. Okay. Because you get a company car. They can't. So no, I like, get it. Yeah. Okay. This sucks. 
this is literally telling this is the sign that I was looking at in life. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, okay. Of course, well, not the right time. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. In hindsight, 2020. Things happened in my life, personal life, then between that and last year, 2021, sorry, where it changed life, basically. And this company just like, let's call Jacob back. It was a great interview, whatever. It's a few years down the road. The insurance was like, yeah, we'll cover him. No, no problem. The OVI is off and whatever else. And yeah, like, it'd be probably stupid. long enough that they're like, yeah. okay, he's fine now. We'll cover you. Yeah. It changed my life. But it's because life changed. How did I know that was going to happen? You know, things in between there, 2020, 2021, all the stuff. It changed my life. So now I started changing and getting those, what did you say, the like the Spartan wear, the stuff you were talking about where you need that hard hardship or whatever every day. Hard, yeah. I got thrown into this job basically by myself for a year where my other co- coworker left and I didn't know shit about our company, didn't know shit about our machines. And they were like, hey, go fix this. Okay. The fuck? Like, <laughs> that's a hardship. <laughs> yeah. Here's some tools. We're going to give you a box. Go fix the machine. How? What? I don't even, what, what does this button even do? I don't even know. Like, I know how to press, change like the CNC stuff. I know the access. I know how to, they're a different machine. So it's not the one I used to run for eight years. Like, okay. You had to learn on the fly. It made you start to do the hardships and change everything. Yeah, that's a very and challenging then, thing yeah. to go through. Something you're unfamiliar with. You're, you're not you're doing learning the same how to do it on the spot. Complacent routine yeah. anymore. You're not comfortable. You're you don't, not you don't have familiar. someone telling you what to do and yeah. how to do it. You don't have a certain. Your life isn't this way because you're in a relationship or whatever else. Where it's this, this, this. You have to. I mean, like all these things of like, just because of life. Again, like I said, we have to fight ourselves every day, and then whatever life brings at us every day. I didn't know life was going to change like that. It just, it changes your mindset. It fixes everything. And it's not the job. It's just the job was there at the time. Why does shit happen like that? I can't tell you. Was it like an epiphany moment that you had? Or did it kind of slowly happen over time? Slowly over a year's time. Slowly over a year's time. I went, wow, I have to learn how to do this. I lost 30 pounds already from that. And then I've lost another 10. Like I'm still kind of going. I could work out harder and do whatever else where I'm actually getting back down to where I should be. But it's like, it was a punch in the face. Again, like I said earlier. I didn't know X was going to happen, you know, in life. That was a punch in the face. And I was like, yeah, we can make through that. No problem. Like, whatever. There was another punch in the face where it was like, well, I worked at uh, a company after my last one for eight years, for like six months. Another recruiter called me and uh, COVID happened. Everything happens for a reason, You mean mean the tyranny happened? Yeah. 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 In between this job and the, the last ones, like I was saying. And they were like, well, we need you to get this shot. Or you can't keep your job. And I was like, I just fucking started here. What am I supposed to do? So, what the hell? Like, gosh, I just quit my job or whatever else. And it was like, that's when the company called me back and was like, hey, do you want to come back in just in case? And we'll just interview you and try this again. See if the insurance will. And I was like, sweet. I said, what's your, po- what's your COVID policy? And she goes, they're going to have to drag me out of here in handcuffs. It put me in jail before you have to get a shot. I was like, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go there. Thank you. So that was the start of everything. And it was just, again, like I said, the punch in the face, the slap in the face to like when you get those hardships, as you said, thrown at you or thrown into the shit where you're like, hey, this is your job. You're the only guy we got for the company right now. Go for it. Like, okay, <laughs> you have no choice. It's like if someone drops your ass, like the seals talk about or whatever else. If someone drops your ass out in the middle of the ocean somewhere and they give you this or this and you got to survive. If you have to get your food or water every day and you have to survive, that was my job. <laughs> I had to survive that. 
It's the Navy SEAL, Jake. <laughs> nowhere even close to a Navy SEAL. Like, just the fact of if you've never been through the hardships nah, and yeah, shit. Man, and like I said, people in my personal life, I see right now, they were at the peak of their life. Making the most money. On top of the world. Relationship status was good. They, you know, their child's with them. All these things of like, boom. People are prone, for whatever reason, I'm not sure. I'm sure there have been studies done on it. But they're prone to self-destruct also. Especially, like, you know, the people that, um, I mean, I guess typically to to count as a self-destruct, typically you're coming from a place of, you know, some sort of success or something like that. But, yeah, I feel, especially I think the more successful you are, I think the more prone you can be to self-destruct, obviously. But I think just in general, like, we do a lot of things that go against our preservation instinct um and um it's i think it's i don't know if it's necessarily out of you know if it would be like out of boredom in in a in a, in a you know it might not you might acknowledge not acknowledge it as that but like the underlying causes of it could be yeah just be like everything is stale or like you just i don't know I, I don't know. Maybe you the Marines we've had on here before, or people, motivational speakers that say don't get complacent, and we still fucking let it happen. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's it can be you know dangerous if you sit around and you've got nothing to worry about. But comfortability and familiarity yeah, and does you, that very exactly. Easy. Yeah, and it, it can be a dangerous, it can be a dangerous place to be because it's not it's not natural. I think for a person to be in a state of just comfort. If if you're so happy, you're like again like you're in the country mind. or whatever else in the world. If it's so good and easy because of how life is and how your relationship or whatever, everything that's going on is so easy and comfortable and complacent. Like you don't even pay attention to it and realize that it's complacency or whatever else, and that's destructive. Clearly, like yeah, easy to look back, kind of like lose track of the hindsight of years. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and you go, what the fuck. Like, we really, like, I lived like that, or whatever else, and just go, we all have it so easy that we're just letting it just roll on by, and, like, you're missing life. Well, that's one of the big problems, is, like, life's too fucking easy right now. Right. Like, like for us especially, you know, like, here in America, like, like middle class white dudes, you know, it's like, life's fucking easy, like, it's great, right. like, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, it's awesome, like, there's some change I need to make in my life, of course, to make things better. Right, no, but it's not like it, it's not like it has to happen. Or I'm going to fucking die in six months. You know, and, it's and, like, and regardless, yeah. like of which, it, it needs to be like okay, like I need to do it for me, and that's just because yeah, you're, oh, you're fuck, under no well, threat right now. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not as naturally. I don't know how many people naturally are as gifted like you do with sports, Matt. And it's like whether you think I'm football or basketball. Stories whatever. have you been telling Jake about your <laughs> old high school career? Man? I, it's just it's not. It's just watching him play sports and playing softball and stuff with him. And it's like just the shit that like he's not spending twenty hours a week working on softball. He just naturally picks shit up. Yeah. Like, but I also spent you know, fifteen high, to twenty years. I know. Playing I know. I've seen the man on the disc golf course. Right. He's got some. He's got some eye hand coordination. But I mean, like you listen to the guys. Like I was saying about sports. I've done this forever because I love sports. Clearly, we've all talked about this before. The guys that come from shitty-ass neighborhoods and whatever else, and they don't want to go back to that so much that it drives them and motivates them to do whatever at any cost, go bankrupt, take out loans, whatever, with their family to get them through a college, to get them to the NFL or NBA or whatever else shit like that that's happened to make them the millionaires or kajillionaires that they are now because they never wanted to go back to that. It's all that hardship stuff, and it's like this – the easy times, hard times, circle, all this shit we're talking about. 
And yeah. I had to go fucking live it at 36 years old and punch me in the face before I finally realized it. But that's I'm good, like, though, because you came to a conclusion and it's benefited your life. Yeah, much. Very much. Like, that's kind of why I feel like a little bit like, like like of a douche sometimes Any criticizing literally anybody or anything. Because it's like, for, it's like, like, I mean, I haven't really been through any, like any real struggles. So it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, I guess what... It, I mean, here's here's the thing, right? Cause like, and maybe who knows? Maybe that even makes me more like unsympathetic to, um, you know, other people. It it, it can if you let it, but yeah. right. But you have to also remember that your hardships are still difficult for you. Yeah, like that was something that yeah. I really struggled with, yeah, like during my depression, like a couple of years ago, because it's like people have actually dealt with really difficult things, and I'm fucking depressed because like some girl broke up with me. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? It's like. People actually have real problems, and why does that give me the right to be depressed about this? But it's like my therapist said, it's like, but this is still, like, a problem for you, and you need to figure it out. Like, it's, yeah. it's going to take some time. It's like she like she said, like, it's going to suck until it doesn't. You know, and th- those were, like, the words that I needed to hear. It's like, okay, well, I am normal. This is normal. I just need to put my head down and do the right things to get myself through this. It's, but it's going to take time. But I also have to realize, it's like, but my feelings that, that were hurt and everything else then I was depressed and like those are still legitimate feelings for me yeah it's not that other people don't have it way worse because they do because i'm a fucking privileged white dude you know from northeast ohio i mean like life is great like i got the world by the balls yeah you know, but it's like it, it was still something that i had to deal with and struggle with as well but it, i but my feelings were still valid yeah and i mean honestly kind of like and big surprise to have me having conflicting things here but um <laughs> But yeah, it does because like even when I was talking earlier about the guy, you know, the at the the hypothetical athlete having a cheat day and feeling just as much as a failure as myself for you know not working out for six months or whatever, whatever. But um, same thing what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like it's true. I shouldn't look and say, well, I'm not oppressed, so my feelings don't matter. And I guess I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I do. I definitely agree with that. That is consistent with with what I was saying earlier. I guess, but it does make me think like, you know. Am I coming when I do have an opinion on something? Am I coming from a place that can be helpful since I haven't experienced it? You know what I'm saying? Ben talked about that with us before. We all shouldn't have opinions on everything if we don't know jack shit about it. Again, if you've been through the shit and you've done it and whatever, you can have an opinion on everything you want to. But if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, like he says. People can have opinions on whatever the fuck they want right, to. But it doesn't right. make them valid. Exactly. It doesn't mean we should be listening to But them. that's what I was saying about being through a lot of stuff at 36 years old. And not everybody's done this, 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 and this. And then I find out somebody's been through worse than that. I was having a conversation the other day with a friend. She's got two kids, whatever else. She was talking about the relationship between her and blah, blah, blah. And like this, 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 and this sucks. And I got a second job and whatever. And I'm like you want to hear something? And I told her about my friend who called me crying and told me about her fucking 17 year old that might have nine years or less to live. And she was like, I'm not bitching about anything in my life right now yeah. ever again. What's the, what's the old saying? It's like, if you took all your problems, you wrote them down on a piece of paper, you know, like a big room of people and you put them in a hat and you pass them around and you just randomly drew a piece of paper out. Chances are somebody else you'd want your it. fucking problems back. Yeah. Because chances are most people are going through more difficult and things than you are. The conversation, as we've said before, I've wrote about before, we've talked about before, this podcast <laughs> is conversational stuff like sitting and talking with friends. She told me that that changed how she was looking at everything in life right now because of a friend telling her a story about another person. Like, yeah. And she thanked me and thanked me and thanked me. And it was like, well, I don't know why this shit's all happening at exactly this fucking moment that we would have this conversation. And this is like, but it worked. So 
hopefully that's one less useless conversation or whatever you said earlier about not we changed somebody's life or whatever. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> that's you, all. The hell are you talking about? I don't know. I'm rambling now. Like, <laughs> if, if that's all I could just, do just to fucking now? yeah, if that's if that's all I could do in life is to have that conversation with her and help her see shit's not as bad yeah, as it like, could be. Like, like, like we always talk about. Like, see, Jake, your truth can be helpful to people. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> there, there's no, there's no your truth. There's only the truth. God yes. damn it. So it's it's funny because like, I know that we all look forward to these. I know how. Uh, important and valuable being able to talk about these things have been for me personally mm-hmm. and we, we've all talked about before even if nobody listened we'd still be doing this because it's fun yeah but it, it is fun to see like the people listening and the, the show growing and downloads going up it's, it's been pretty interesting the last uh, handful of months honestly it's been pretty cool but uh i definitely appreciate this i'll tell you what let's wrap this bitch up uh this has been a lot of fun i always look forward to these we need to do this more often boyos because we can't do this every like six fucking months like it's it's too damn long if we're like, I, out I, of the I, country i'm sorry you know, dude no, I can't. I, I can't, like we've got lives and we're busy and stuff yeah. but still like every, every six months like I, I need to see you guys more than that because i know like we we got together for dinner and drinks uh what two weeks ago whatever it was yeah, yeah. So. and it's like it was i felt like it was the first time i seen you guys in months and yeah. i know that andrew you and i'd seen each other a couple of times here and there maybe at poker nights or something like that but i know you've been traveling for work jake and we just haven't been able to meet up or whatever but it's just it's like you guys mean too much to me i love you too much like we need to get together more often uh, i really appreciate uh, getting together and I do appreciate that uh, glass of scotch that you bought us as well, because that was fucking delicious. Fantastic. And I've never had you scotch. You might not like scotch. I've not had scotch before, but I think I'll be trying some more of it after having that. It's a good one. That was fucking delicious. No problem. Uh, so, Jake, you have any closing thoughts? No, I'm going to... No. Why the fuck do I say no every time? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's like, I highly doubt the answer is really no. Right. I never, never say no. Uh, again, be good people and get the basics fucking fixed in your life because it can change everything so it's not hard simplify don't oversimplify just fucking do the dumb easy shit that people have been telling us for years to do in every motivational sense just fucking do it nike nailed that fucking do it (laughs) seriously just fucking do it make the choice and do it andrew closing thoughts uh yeah, um, CNC Music Factory was an American musical group <laughs> formed in 1989 by David Cole and Robert Savillis. The group is best known for their five hit singles "Gonna Make You Sweat," "Here We Go," "Things That Make You Go Hmm," "Just a Touch of Love," and "Keep It Coming." So that's interesting because I'm seeing that on your your phone there. It says C, <laughs> and there's like a plus on like C, and yeah, and C. 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 But Jake was talking about C C-N-C. and C. Same thing. Nah, nah. C&C, say You say it, the same thing. C&C. Nah, and, and. You know what they were trying to say. I know. But no, um, <laughs> no I, th- I th- it was great to, uh, you know, hear, I think we heard a lot of hard truths today. I think we I think we told our, we're talking to ourselves as much as we were talking to the audience today. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I felt like I was. So, I mean, yeah, definitely, um, you know, I think if there's anything that we can agree on is that an, an abundance of comfort is obviously it goes against our nature. I think it's it can be harmful to us, but also like um, ultimately, no. The thing that we I think we all understand is nobody's ever going to put a gun to us and tell us to make these changes. So you can either we can either make them now, or we can get into a you know a situation maybe not exactly, but like like where Todd got where it's like okay now are you going to change after the shit happens, hmm. or you know. Can you, too can, late. You, can you do something now? Yeah. And of course, it's you know, every, it's everybody's got it. Everybody's got their probably list of I would say a good three to five things they could name right now 
that if they could change about their lives, they know for a fact like they would it, they would improve their life. And I know a lot of those people listening aren't doing those things. Just like I'm admitting that I'm not doing them. Same as I'm not doing. Yeah. Them. So it's like. We know what they are. It, you don't have to look. You don't have to dig in your mind like, oh, what can I really do to help my life? I bet you can think of five things right now without having to think that could make your life better. So, um, you know, we're, we're not going to certainly make you do them, and, um, but we hope that you do do them, and I hope that I do some also. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, know, I know for me it's personally, fun. it's like I've been in a funk. I've been struggling. I've been trying to make some big changes in my life. But I've been trying to do them slowly and steadily because I know me that if I were to go whole hog and, and go things like crazy, like 75 hard or do something similar or like a keto diet again, like I could, yeah, I could make some big changes in my life, but I can't maintain that. <clears throat> that's That's been my problem in the past. So that's what I'm trying to do now because I, I know that if I keep going on the same route that I'm going, I might end up like Todd with a heart attack or I might like end up like my dad who now is like retired from work and he's sitting at home doing nothing and I had him come over and help me the other day to build a desk for work and like he couldn't get up off the floor. Like he was literally struggling to just stand up. I'm like, oh my God, like I don't want to be like that when I'm his age. Like I need to start taking better care of myself now. Um, so I'm trying to make those changes and implement them in my life. But like everybody else, like I'm struggling and because I'm stuck in my own comfort zone, but I'm trying to make little changes uh, and try to make those permanent. That's the big part for me. I don't want to make a bunch of drastic changes that I can't maintain for the rest of my life. So that's that's where I'm at. That's what's going on. So hopefully uh, things will get better because I certainly need to make a lot more changes and stop eating all the bullshit that I'm fucking eating right now. There's a lot of the three C's in this. It's common sense. If you don't use it to make the change, then make the change. And you have to make that choice to make the change. And there's two more C's. There's a bunch of them. C&C <laughs> Music Factory. <laughs> All right, smartass. Um, All right, this has been fun. Yeah. Right, we'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. And we will see you guys next time. Everybody dance. I haven't heard the, that the, song. The, no, I've Christ. heard it. I love this song. The comedy is just... Yeah, I wasn't. Dude, my mind. I thought I was in like a. I thought I was in the Twilight Zone. I'm looking at you guys' faces. I'm like, seeing, seeing me. Like, I'm thinking like, am I? That's the name, right? All right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. It's always great sitting down with the boyos and having a good time. And I know this was much more about kind of like how we were feeling and what's going on in our lives and stuff like that than it is the politics although obviously we did cover the politics in the beginning but that's okay it's just i enjoy these conversations and hopefully you guys are as well and if somebody takes one thing from this you know i think that's all we can really ask for this is certainly something we would do even if we didn't have any listeners uh, it's definitely good for uh, our psyches. I know it is for me personally, but it is it is fun to see uh, listening base grow and see what's going on out there. And that's obviously all right now because of you guys, because I'm not doing shit with uh, promoting this thing with social media or anything like that. All I'm trying to do is pump out some episodes here and there. And I uh, need to do a much better job of being much more consistent with guests, that's for sure. Because I've got some travel coming up here soon and i got to get some guests in so we can get some episodes uh, put together for that. Uh, nonetheless, if you are still listening, thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, the biggest thing we can do right now to support the show, if you want to do that, is to go out to wherever you're listening to this and leave the show a five-star review. That's the biggest thing we can do right now to get the show out to new people besides the things you guys are already doing talking about your friends sharing on social media doing all that kind of good stuff 
If you do have any questions that you would like to ask of us, uh, any of our regular guests or Andrew or Jake today or anything we talked about, uh, or if you have any maybe uh, suggestions for future episodes, things you want us to discuss, feel free to drop us a line. You can go to uncensoredhumanity.com and fill out the contact us form, or you can send us an email at uncensoredhumanitypodcast at gmail.com. Those will land in inbox, and we will cover those in a future episode. Well, that is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. <laughs>